Hi, this is Sherry Chris. I'm excited to be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you have been coming to Inman Connect. Now Connect is coming to you. Find out details at Inman.com. Hi, this is Brad Inman with my Daily Dispatch. Too big for your britches? Ever heard that expression? Or get stars in your eyes and your head will blow up. My favorite is hubris kills businesses, humility saves them. One thing I like about my next guest is his humility. Yes, he is confident. Yes, he is famous in real estate and in Hollywood, but he is not full of himself. Today, I'm very excited to have my pal Mauricio Umansky, founder of the agency, a broker owner and franchise operation based in Beverly Hills, California. Hey, Brad, how are you doing? It's so nice to be on the, on your podcast and talk to you. I always enjoy all our conversations. So We've had some good ones over the years. Yes, we have. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Um, you have some nicknames. How many nicknames <laughs> do you have? You know, I've, I have a lot of nicknames because I've never corrected anybody by what they call me. I figure as long as they call me, I'm a happy man. <laughs> as long as they don't call you jerk, right? You're not a hey, jerk at all. Exactly, yeah. So, and yeah, so Matt, let, let me, I, I did a little research yo. this morning. Yeah. Are you ready? And ready. Uh, I, I know your friends call you Mo. And yeah. I, I, I read the Bravo, the Daily Dish, which you must hate. And your wife is Kyle Richards of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I heard that one of your nicknames is My Love Bee. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> is that what she calls you every day? Even when you're... Even my kids call me that. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so that's real. That's not Hollywood producer BS. That's the real stuff. That's a um, real nickname, man. I, uh, my daughter, Farah, who's my uh, stepdaughter, who I've raised since she was five years old, you know, didn't feel comfortable at that time calling me daddy. She works with me now. She's amazing, you know, because she has two dads. And so she's the one that started my love bean and it just stuck and I've had it forever. Oh, that's terrific. So uh, let me ask you this. How is it? You, kinda, you have two worlds, right? You have that world, which we, let's call it Hollywood. And then you got the real estate world. And I know you mesh them because you get clients here and there. And, but how, which world do you like best? Let me just ask you that moment. Um, Brad, well, I like the, uh, I mean, which world do I like best? You're right. Navigating through those two worlds is interesting. And uh, I, I, I'm a real estate guy. I prefer the real estate. I, I don't love the Hollywood world. I don't love, uh, I, uh, to me, it's a sacrifice to be out in the public eye and to have everything scrutinized and, um, you know, to have everybody judging and everybody commenting. And, you know, I just, you know, you were talking about, you know, whether I love or don't love the Bravo uh, site, you know, I don't even read it, so I don't know if I love it or don't love it. But, you know, I've read a couple of things. I think they're usually pretty nice to me. So not sure which articles you read. Um, but, uh, no, they're all very nice to you. No, you get good, you get good reviews. I mean, you're the likable guy on there, and your wife as well. Which is, <laughs> it must be better you. to be on that end, the other end, right? <laughs> yeah, but I don't read it all. That's kind of why I also got off Twitter and only stuck to Instagram. It's just too much to read, and then you get caught up, and it's hard. So, you know, I, I'm so busy. I just don't want to be part of that whole world. Yeah. Now, is that your living room, right? That's that's where you live. Yeah, where you're seeing right now on the podcast. Yeah, where you're seeing. The, this, yeah. this is my home office. This is my. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Where are you? Are you in Beverly Hills or Brentwood? Where are you at? No, we just bought an amazing home a couple of years ago out in Encino, and it actually has some ah. really cool, 
history. It was uh, originally built in 1892. It was built on uh, in near downtown on Western Avenue, and it was moved by horse carriage back in the early 1900s. John Wayne lived right across the street from me, and wow. uh, it was moved by horse carriage and uh, then built on this lot that you know has been taken some land by eminent domain. But it was the ar the architect is the same architect that built the uh, Beverly Hills Hotel. Wow, what a great yeah. hotel! That must be yeah. beautiful. It's a beautiful property. Nice. Hey, um, let's let's get into it because uh, you are a real estate guy, and we all love real estate. And by the way, the in the community loves you. They love when you're on stage. To this day, my daughter says whenever I have you on stage, and she's a very successful businesswoman, but she said, Dad, would you please get a picture of you and Mauricio? <laughs> but anyway, even the Inman family loves you. But let's, let's dig into real estate. Uh, this must be hard, right? I mean, things are starting to freeze up in the market. Um, you and I just chatted beforehand, like you were saying, we got to open the doors again um, of the economy. Give, but give us your sense of the market, consumers, your team, your agents. How's everybody doing? The uh, morale is very good. Uh, um, you know, we've adapted uh, as the agency. We've been doing uh, a lot of Zoom meetings uh, and people get to come in and out through uh, We've got a bunch of content that is by, uh, you know, you decide what you want to listen to and not listen to. We've got a calendar that everybody logs on to and weekly uh, sales meetings and weekly manager meetings and just really taking advantage to kind of do some reorganization, you know, as well. Um, you know, you know, sometimes you don't have enough time to fix uh, what's wrong and you kind of know what's wrong, but you don't have enough time. So as soon as this started to happen, we started to look inside our own stuff and said, all right, well, how do we make lemons out of lemonade? And one of the things that we decided to do is that we're going to fix everything that, you know, we don't like that's wrong. I don't think the public knows that it's not wrong, but we know it's, it's, we know it's wrong. And so we've really taken an internal look and try to take advantage of that. Uh, the morale is fantastic. Um, somehow or another, we're being able to keep that in the family. What we call the agency family has actually gotten a lot tighter. Um, I've actually gotten the chance to know a lot more of my agents through through the Zoom calls and through the different offices. And um, isn't that amazing? Really amazing I, times. Well, yeah, you and I know each other. We've talked a lot, but there's a lot of these real estate execs I didn't know. And I spent 30 minutes on this podcast, and I go, "Wow, I didn't know Helen Anna. I should have. She's amazing." Yeah. Uh, I'm getting to know people and it's, you know, it's that hope uh, in passing that you meet people like in the green room. Hi, how are you? Um, right. <laughs> and what a great thing now that you're getting to know. I'm getting to know. I'm sure you are. Like you say, just spend more quality time with people and it's virtual. So you'd it's think digital. it would be genuine, but yeah, yeah but it's, <laughs> it's even more genuine than, you know, in passing, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, to answer your other question, you know, business is down, man. I mean, business is, you know, I'm not going to lie. I mean, whoever pretends business is great is lying. Yeah. I, um, I can tell you that open orders uh, are down by 70%. Uh, yeah, in that's Los what Angeles. Gary Gold said. Gary Gold said the same thing. Did, did he give the same number? Yeah, he said it. Like, I guess maybe your market, I don't know, but he said down 70, 75%. Yeah, every market's a little different. I mean, obviously, you know, Arizona is not down nearly as much. We're actually doing right. quite well in Arizona. Uh, so where are you now? Mo, where are you now? You're in, in obviously Southern Cal. Where else? So we're in uh, Southern Cal, Northern Cal, uh, going up north into uh, Canada, uh, Victoria, uh, then crossing across in uh, uh, in the Toronto region. We just opened up two offices. 
and then coming back down, we are in uh, in uh, Park City in Aspen, and um, and then uh, going all the way down there, we are in uh, Cabo San Lucas, Puerto Vallarta, and Playa del Carmen, and then uh, the Caribbean and Turks and Caicos, small little office in South Florida, and I don't think I missed anything. So we're just working wow. on it. <laughs> wow. So you I, you really are expanding. So, so those markets are all different. Every market's different, right? But everything's coming down, right? I mean, open orders, like you said, they're just coming down. Everything is coming down. I mean, uh, period, end of story. Whoever's telling you it's not is 100% lying to you. And yeah. we don't really know yet how much, uh, you know, the conversations that I'm having with my clients, particularly some of my highest clients, we don't really know how much it's going to be coming down. Um, you know, right now it's kind of a lot of, you know, wait and see. Yeah. Um, you know, we've heard 10%, we've heard 20%, uh, but the reality is that open orders are down so much, you can't really get a really good grasp on it, right? What if someone came to you, uh, I said, hey, my stock portfolio is up and down all around, I don't trust it. You know, you and I've heard this argument many times. I want a fixed asset I can depend on, someone's going to be there, and I don't know where it's going, I don't know what the, you know, there's no earnings, there's no forecasting earnings, it's just a house. Um, in calls like that, if they said, hey, I saw this thing over there for $3 million, I'm gonna offer two. We haven't seen that yet, have we? The low balls like trying to take advantage of the situation. Are you seeing people say, hey, I think there's some, gonna be some opportunity. And then on the other end, I assume sellers, I mean, I don't know what they're thinking if they even have a listing, but any dynamic you start to see that's changed, you know, in Corona time different than pre-Corona time? I mean, we have definitely seen the low ballers uh, write offers. I mean, we're writing uh, a lot of low ball offers. I, uh, oh, you I've are? Yet to, you are, yes, I've yet to see a seller accept that kind of that offer, but the buyers are out there being sharks without question. Are those people with it. just a lot of money wanting to buy a house or are they investors or both? I think a little bit of both. I think some are opportunistic and some of them are just uh, are, are genuinely buying and, and they're just writing lower offers uh everybody's writing and you know everybody's writing lower uh the big question is you know the definition of low baller versus you know the real buyer who's just writing lower right yeah yeah exactly um, so but we've definitely seen i mean i have a client that uh you know just told me let's just start writing like crazy and he's an investor and he just said let's see you know let's just find out who's in trouble and what sticks he goes you know as long as you don't mind writing you know 30 40 offers um, I'm fine with that. So we've been writing offers like crazy. <laughs> Does that drive you nuts when a buyer says that? Yes and no. I mean, you know, it's not like I have a lot to do right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> write offers know, all day. You could do that. Yeah, I mean, to write offers all day long. And it also has, you know, it keeps your finger on the pulse, right? When you're writing yeah. offers and you're talking to 30 agents, you know, you're really, you know, keeping your finger on the pulse on what they're doing and all that other stuff. So there's something good about that too, even if you don't get a deal done. Well, and I guess what well, it seems to me like we're entering the deep freeze, but we haven't seen the psychological shift to, wow, things are really shitty in the housing market. And I don't know how bad they're going to get, but um, therefore people haven't really embraced a new reality yet, probably, and particularly sellers quite yet. It's going to take a while. I mean, this thing hit us by like a two by four, but there's parts of the economy where they're more slow moving and they're not going to, they don't need like the stock market to react every day or every hour. Correct. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that a hundred percent. And Brad, we're still doing some deals. I mean, you know, one of the things that I've seen now I've been selling real estate, you know, as you know, for my God, a lot of years now, 25, 26, whatever it is for the first time in my life, I've actually completed and, and accomplished now two uh, homes that I've sold both um, that the client never walked into. So, you wow. know, that's kind of interesting. I've never ever done that. So who knows? So, and what are you using? 3D? I mean, you've always been really cool and up on technology. What, what are you seeing that makes that work? Are you just incredible virtual tours or 3D? What's working on your end to make sure that the people can feel confident they've seen it and make an offer? This is Alex Perillo. I'm excited to be coming to your home soon. For 25 years, you have been coming to Inman Connect. Now, Connect is coming to you. Find details at Inman.com. So I think that the, you know, the quick kind of virtual tour, the walkthrough, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, is a, a, a FaceTime walkthrough. I mean, just showing them, you know, walking into the house and doing the whole show. This is not, this, I don't think it's all about, you know, the Matterport 3D technology and all of that stuff. I mean, that's good and great, um, but that's not the way we've done it and accomplished it. Quite honestly, the way we've done it at, at the end of the day, even though all the technology helps, it's really the reason these two deals have happened are both relationship wise. They trust the relationship. They trust my consultation. Um, I know the clients and, um, you know, I don't think that these two deals, I mean, I'm sure other deals happen virtually, but these, you know, these two deals did happen virtually, but it was really more uh, relationship than, than, than technology. Now, in a normal situation, when prices are really high, there are multiple bidders. I know LA kind of cooled anyway, but, you know, you're kind of coaching people into a transaction. How do you think now about this idea that, you know, it's a service, it's not sales? And, you know, and I think you probably always you've been good at that. You know, the art of the deal. Did I use that word? Oh, geez. Um, but you know that, you know, how a deal works. Do you have to be careful now? How, you can't push people now, right? You can't. Do you coach people differently? Are you talking to the customer differently? Do they, uh, I mean, everyone's on edge. Everyone's full of anxiety. Any dynamic in that personal relationship? I mean, certainly today, the better the psychologist you are, the better the salesman you are, without question. Empathy is tremendously important on both sides, the buyer and the seller. Um, knowledge is tremendously important. I always say that when a market drops, the great salespeople and the great companies and all that, you know, everybody flocks to that. People stop using their, their cousin and their grandma and their daughter and all of that stuff. So, there, you know, there's always a opportunity to gain some market share in terms of, uh, you know, being better, you know, being more, um, you know, a better reputation. Um, but really understanding the, 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 the market um, and talking real, uh, you know, one of the things that I talk to my sellers about is guys, six months ago, we were in a seller's market today. There's no question we're in a buyer's market. So, you know, if a buyer gets close enough to your number, like, you know, don't be greedy. Like, you know, they're close enough, take the deal, make the buyer feel good, make the buyer feel good psychology, make them feel good about their deal and don't make them feel like you've, uh, grinded them because they will go to another house and yeah. um and they do and they will i mean inevitably you know i get again in the position i'm in it's not only my own offers that i get to see but i get to talk to all my agents and you know they're constantly calling me and telling me about the offers that they're working on and uh, inevitably what i just said is true and it comes i mean 100 i, I would venture to say 100 percent of the time 
And your clients out there that you worked with over the years, let's take high net worth, celebrities, and just the regular Joe, um, how are they doing? I mean, they, they uh, I mean, is the client, they're, they're as unsettled as anybody, right? Because their businesses have been hurt or who knows what's happened. What's their mood right now? Is the same sort of uh, craziness that we're all feeling? Yeah, everybody's business has been hurt and uh, everybody's been hurt, even if you're just an investor in the stock markets. I mean, if you don't have a business, you generally invest in the markets or you invest in real estate and, you know, and, uh, and your renters aren't paying you rent and your stock market's down 30 percent. And every, so everybody's hurt. Right. I mean, there's no question yeah. about that. The real question becomes on the on the motivation uh, that a seller is using in terms of why they are selling a property. Right. And that's the, where sellers are acting differently. I mean, I have some really high net worth sellers where uh, they just say, well, you know, right now the market is 30%, you know, it's dropped, the volume dropped 70%, so there's still 30%. So let's just wait and see what happens with that 30%. I can only sell it to one person. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a property that's listed for $26 million and, you know, we're talking about lowering it to 24,900. You know, 24, and my point is, there's not, there's no point in lowering it to 24.9. Like there's just no buyers. Like let's bring in the offer and let's sit and wait and let's, you know, let's, let's sit and wait and see what happens when we have this reopening and the restart of the, of the market. And then we can make an, an analysis. Do we need to drop 20%? Do we need to drop 5%? Do we stay the same? Do we need to drop yeah. 60%? Like, right. Know, but right now we can't even make a, a true analysis on that. So that's the sit and wait. Other yeah. clients we've talked about just taking the house off the market. Um, and sitting and waiting and not even looking for the 30%. And then I have clients that have said to me, Mauricio, I'm sitting on, you know, a lot of houses and I'd like to liquidate, you know, two and, um, you know, let's be aggressive. Let's liquidate them, you know, so uh, it just depends. So they get out, out from under the cost burden, but they get some liquidity. Everybody wants liquidity right now. So uh, those sellers, I assume, are going, hey, I, this is a way to get liquidity. Sell one of my expensive houses out there. Correct. Let me ask and you this. How do you. 100 grand or go, 200 grand doesn't matter. Exactly. It's basically get out from under it. Let me ask you about marketing right now. You're a savvy marketer and you've always done it with style and grace, but uh, you got to think about marketing differently now, don't you? I mean, you can't, you can't be out there in people's face. Uh, there's been a big debate should people even in the industry market at all. I can't imagine real estate without marketing. Have you guys talked? I'm sure you've talked about it internally and how you think about that now. So, you know, as a whole, as the agency, we kind of just stopped our print ads and stopped, you know, that kind of stuff and putting it out there. A, I just don't think anybody is, you know, pe people are on the internet right now and people are digital and all that stuff. And I don't think anybody's running outside to go pick up their newspaper that, you know, was touched by a hundred people. Um, <laughs> Do you think so, that's over permanently? Is, is post-COVID, are we done with paper? I, you always have been a fan of it. I mean, you've done combos. You're good at digital, but you also surprise people counterintuitively and did some great print advertising. Always have. And, you know, I think it's, yeah, I'm, I'm going to relook at that strategy. I don't, I don't have a full decision on that, but for certain right now, I'm completely out of that paper. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, as personally as, you know, the Umansky team, you know, the first month of this, we just stopped advertising any real estate. I mean, I just didn't feel that as people, you know, were, losing jobs and unemployment was growing like crazy and there was you know furloughs and all that stuff i just did not want to be putting property out you know marketing 100 million dollar estates and 50 million dollar estates there was just something that didn't feel very uh, right about that so we completely stopped for a good solid month 
now that the conversations about reopening the economy, um, you know, we're starting to do some marketing and some advertising. We're certainly starting to market, you know, homes that we have sold during COVID and have closed, you know, to let consumers know that there is, you know, there is activity. This is not a dead thing, you know. So I think yeah, that's kind of that a strategy as well. Right. Yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. Hey, tell me this finally. What's your message to your agents? You know, commission paid. I mean, you're you're paid indirectly from those commissions too. So you know how it is. You don't get a big fat salary. Um, how, what's your message to that agent who maybe didn't save as much as they should have? Uh, hopefully, most of them did. Um, they're getting a little bit of government help. How do you keep their morale up? What's your message to them? And that must be hard every day to have those conversations. It's so hard, Brad. And, um, you know, hopefully they did. I mean, obviously I can't get into the economics of every single one and personally right. get into every single one, but certainly what I'm telling them about right now is how to set up their business for the reopening of this, right. And to, uh, to take advantage of the time that they have at home and really touch base with their sphere of influence, with their clients, with uh, all of these people, you know, Ford calls, all of these people that they have not touched base with. You know, at the agency, we have some really great tools that we know everybody that's looking at our website or our email blast. And it shows up on each agent's uh, email at 1230 in the morning. So when they wake up, they know everybody. So pick up the phone and call them. Like, and yeah. my whole point of touching base is actually call the person say hello, say, how you doing? Can we drop, you know, we have a, we have a client uh, who lives in London, who's uh, the house manager, uh, the wife of the house manager, you know, went through cancer and is cured. And we've been doing the, you know, grocery shopping. Uh, actually, David Parnes from Million Dollar Listing, believe it or not, has been doing the grocery shopping and delivering groceries once a week to this client, um, to the house manager, just because, you know, she's too you know high at risk so literally he's been delivering groceries and it's just been a great great thing oh that's great that yeah i think anyone in service now to their clients uh with no purpose and no expectation is going to be uh win in the long term i got a realtor here where i am in the desert and uh he put a whole chicken and um what do you do a leg of lamb in a bag and put it on my porch um, I knew who it was from. I knew he knew what I liked and, uh, you know, I'll never forget him. I would have probably not forgotten him anyway, but it, you know, he didn't ask for anything. He didn't leave his business card. He didn't, you know, there's no, it was just be in service, you know, be in service to your, your clients right now. And it's going to pay off dividends, right? Yep. A hundred percent. And keep busy. You know, he, my dad just said, get out of bed, make the bed. Cause you don't want to crawl back into it in tough times, one foot in front of the other. Hey, Mauricio, any last words for the Emmy community? Uh, they love you to death. Anything you want to tell them? Oh, well, I'll, I'll say two things. Number one, is I certainly hope that we're able to do our uh, forum, and I hope that you are able to join us. And as soon as we get out of this thing, I'll call and confirm that with you. I'll be there for you. Um, in September. And the number two is, you know, I just think real estate brokerages and agents, you know, really have to stick together and, uh, collaborate more than ever and, you know, not be fighting, you know, each other and really turn to collaboration, you know, because uh, it's going to take all of us to fight to get out of this thing. And uh, it's going to take all of us to fight to get out of it together. And this is, uh, we are all, this is a global thing that we are all in together and it's going to take all of us to get out together. I love that. One for all, all for one, right? We're all here together. Hey, you're the 100%. best. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks for letting us into your home. 
And what's that? What is that family? Uh, um, what do they call you there? Love Bean? Is that the right? Love right? Bean, yes. Okay. Well, you'd be good, Love Bean. We really, we, uh, we really love you, Mo. Uh, this is Brad Inman checking out.